This episode may contain language or discussions that may be offensive or triggering. Refer to the episode summary for details. So welcome to the She Confidential podcast. Uh, today, I am chatting with Ms. Dion Watts-Williams, and she is the brand messaging maven. And I was just telling her how I love that title. <laughs> and so we're, we're going to be talking about the things that you need to do to brand yourself professionally on social media. And we're going to talk a lot about LinkedIn pages and kind of give you some insights to help you with your online presence and social media branding. And so one of the things when I was preparing for this conversation, I thought about that popular tweet that went viral for all of us mm. not too long ago. Um, it was, and for people in the audience who aren't familiar with it, I'm going to read it so that people understand what we're talking about here. So this was uh, tweeted by a recruiter and she said, I just offered a candidate 85,000 for a job that had a budget of 130,000. I offered her that because that's what she asked for. And personally, I don't have the bandwidth to give lessons on salary negotiations. Here's the lesson. Always ask for the salary you want and in parentheses deserve, no matter how large you think it might be. You never know how much money a company has to work with. Hashtag be confident. So this woman was later terminated uh, by her employer for this, this tweet. And when I first saw it, I mean, there's so many issues packed into it. And so one thing, I, so there's, many. there's so, so much wrong <laughs> with this. But the first question I had for you when I was preparing for this conversation is, huh, mm -hmm. okay, she got fired behind this. A lot of people would say it was from her personal account. I, I didn't look at the timestamp, but I believe it was not during work hours. So how was this something that spoke to her professional brand? How would potential employers, now that she's, she's looking for a new job, how will they look at this and view this? So how, how does this, what do you think about this tweet from a, a personal branding perspective? Okay. <laughs> when I, and, I, and yes, I did see the tweet. I just had so many thoughts um, going through my mind at the time. You know, I think that on one hand, it really did paint her and her employer in a bad light. <laughs> Right. Because even though she wasn't, you know, on the clock or, you know, might have tweeted from her personal um, account, it just it was such a missed opportunity. Right. She could have helped to give some more context to job seekers, yeah. you know, to help prompt them, you know, into doing their due diligence, because mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, corporate climbers don't don't do that. Um, and also she could have like showcased her her skill set. So it was a missed opportunity. Um, I think rather than saying, I don't have the bandwidth to give lessons, that was like, oh, I was like, sis, no, that's not, <laughs> right? That was a prime opportunity to, you know, step up, um, maybe exercise and, and showcase her um, negotiation skills, really in a way that both, you know, satisfied her employer and made her look good to, you know, incoming employees, right? Yeah it's really about like thought leadership and even if you're not on the clock like that's still your your area of expertise so a blog post um just a standard post on the importance of negotiating the power of negotiating right without really making herself come across as someone who's cold and and just uncaring i really think it was a missed opportunity 
And yeah, it goes to show too, like your employers are still expecting you to, to adhere to a certain code of conduct, even if you're not, not on the clock, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And what I love, <laughs> what I'm hearing you say there is because I, you know what, I'm gonna keep it real. I see people do it all the time on my personal social media. I'll see people who are at work and they'll take a situation at work. And I know we all have to vent, Ooh. you know, but yes. they'll vent. And I'm thinking to myself, one, you never know who in your audience, like your closest circle or actually your, your biggest uh, people who you can go to for potential job opportunities and things that people who know you like that's your primary market right there uh, in terms yes. of hearing about job opportunities and be able to speak for you and, and keep you in the loop with things. So when I see these things, it's like, uh, for one, you your judgment was lacking that you felt it was okay to do this on social media. And secondly, mm -hmm. there's a way to do all things. And so what I appreciate about what you just said is that you pointed out that missed opportunity because it wasn't that you right. didn't speak on it. It's how right. you chose to speak on it. Cause like you got, you offer great options. She could have done that as an instructional tweet on or a blog post on how to do salary negotiations. She didn't even have to mention that situation specifically because personally I would have been right. embarrassed to say that I didn't coach this this woman or, or this is what I did because it almost sounded like she was proud that she did right it sounded like oh I'm proud that I and maybe that you know some employers are about that bottom line yeah. but it was like yeah like it, it really made her seem like the bad guy like just not really looking out for the best interest of the of the the applicant and like you said there's a way to we all do it we all complain we all have our gripes but there's a way to do it so that you're not putting yourself like under scrutiny. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, especially with social media, people feel that it's okay to just, and by all means, we're in a, this is a free country. You have freedom of speech, but you're not free from those consequences. So right. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know. I don't know what the future is, is looking like for her right now. I don't, I don't even know what happened. Well, she was terminated. That. Yeah, she was right. terminated and I saw she was interviewed by the LinkedIn editors and, you know, and she was really, even in the quotes in that article, she was a little defensive, you know, and saying that these are job applicants responsibilities and, you know, recruiters aren't, it's not the recruiter's job to educate you on the salary range. And well, now it's not her job at all. Cause <laughs> someone else like, I mean, that's fine, but just know that everything you do especially on social media, it's out there now. Like it, it has a lasting footprint. So it might not have been her job, but look where it got her. I hope, Yeah. I don't know. I hope things worked out for her. Yeah. I wonder how that has impacted her prospects. Um, although I'm pretty sure she's learned and I'll be really careful on social media moving forward. It's, it's right. a lesson for all of us and just how to share in a way that promotes your brand and your expertise, as you see it. Showcase, use these things not to just rant, but to actually showcase your skill set mm -hmm. to people and how you can be their problem solver. Right, right. And honestly, the great thing is that now, you know, on the flip side, the public now has this awareness, like, wow, like this is a strategy that a lot of recruiters 
um, use. So, you know, hopefully applicants are more um, taking their, their job search more seriously, you know, really understanding what they bring to the table, doing their research on, you know, what's a fair, you know, asking, you know, salary and really coming to the table with more confidence because unfortunately, usually the ball's in, in the recruiter's court. So, yeah. 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 And, and understanding your brand strategy, your personal professional brand strategy is one way to build that confidence. So before we move <laughs> forward, can you describe like what is a, a brand, personal professional brand strategy? Right. So your your brand strategy, you know, a lot of times when people think about branding, which is it's a buzzword, people like to just use it left and right. But I think there's a little bit of a misconception around what branding is what a brand strategy is so your brand is how you communicate your value um, in the marketplace how do people experience you and your brand strategy is really the long-term intentional plan right that will help you achieve your professional goals and ultimately your personal goals because i always tell my clients you know you're you're being professionally aligned really has an effect on other areas of your life right mm -hmm. so it's really about being intentional and, you know, I know logos, taglines, pretty colors, all those things are, they're really fun and they are important and they have their place. But first and foremost, you have to have a really clear vision about where you want to go in your career and in your business. And so that's, that's the intent behind a brand strategy. It's kind of just the roadmap for your, your profession. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. like it's, it's pretty essential. Because that's your, that's your it vision. Is. It absolutely is. And really, it it's really about communicating your value, contributions, you know, what, what can an employer expect from you, right? Mm -hmm. The idea between or behind your brand strategy is to really make sure that those decision makers feel like they have to meet you. Like this person knows her stuff. I really need to talk to this person. And so, yeah, that's, that's the best way to really land um, your ideal career opportunity to really advance your career is by developing a really strong, really unique, authentic um, personal brand and strategy. So, yeah. So yeah. when thinking about how our brand strategy, how we illustrate that and demonstrate that to not just our current employer, but prospective employers, because, you know, we always have to be thinking about what's what's our big plan what's our where do we want to be down the road whether that's moving up within our current organization or if we want to go to a different one or if we might want to become an entrepreneur entrepreneur at some point we're always everything that we do professionally and personally to a degree is contributing to that brand strategy it's either strengthening it or it's hindering it or you're just staying in place with it so right. with all that in mind is social media a benefit or a minefield for professionals. <laughs> yeah, I've as we as we just discussed, it can it can be a minefield totally. I think it's it goes back into that intentionality um, and really knowing what is it that you want to be known for in the marketplace. Where do you see yourself? Not just you know in the next twelve months because so many people they go from one bad job to the next <laughs> just because they want to get out and they're making really emotional hasty you know decisions but where do you want to go what do you want to be known for and then okay how can you leverage social media 
specifically LinkedIn. I love all things LinkedIn, <laughs> but you know, how can you really leverage that to help propel you? So leveraging social media can, you know, it become it can become a disaster if you know someone is not very intentional and clear and just very haphazard, just kind of throwing things out there to see what sticks. And so what happens as a result of that, people are now confused because you know that someone's going to look you up, <laughs> someone's going to mm-hmm. Google you. Um, so if there's all this conflicting information, it just confuses your prospects now. So when you're coming across as all over the place, people don't people don't really trust that you'd be able to, you know, solve their particular problem, even though that's totally possible. But you really have to um, be strategic and be and be intentional. Yeah, and how you show up online and offline. And so when we're talking about being consistent, does Mm -hmm. that mean, are you talking about LinkedIn specifically or kind of all your social media? Because, you know, a lot of people feel like, okay, LinkedIn is for the professional stuff. And then I get to be on Twitter talking about Real Housewives and, (laughs) you know, and Bridgerton and Kanye and Kim and all that stuff. So they feel like I can just, you know, I can go in and I can be real laid back and Mm -hmm. that's separate from my professional identity so how are those related it's so much to unpack around that you know i have had some clients who really have had to walk on eggshells when it comes to their social media presence even personally because their employers have very strict guidelines around giving opinions and and things like that other ones not so much so it really just goes back to knowing what your goals are and also, you know, there are options. You you can, you know, check your privacy settings. You know, people just blindly create these LinkedIn accounts, Facebook, you know, Facebook accounts without really giving thought to who's going to be seeing this. Um, yeah. And even if you wanted to be more cautious, you could self-censor. I know people who have multiple accounts, fictitious names. I personally don't because I feel like um, my personality is a part of my brand. Like I love to laugh. I love to crack jokes. You know, that gives people a glimpse into, you know, who I am as a person. Now, with that being said, if you are totally okay with getting on that soapbox, you just have to be prepared for the fact that not everyone is going to receive that message well. I think about, uh, what was it, Kevin Hart, a few years ago when that tweet someone dug up from eons ago, maybe what was it, 10 years prior or something? Yeah. I mean, wasn't it the Oscars? It was the Oscars, yeah. yeah. So that kind of thing can really come back and haunt you. So you want to consider the pros and the cons based on your industry, um, also your goals, and also understanding, like, you don't have to be on every platform. You know, um, some people are okay with just being on LinkedIn. Others are okay with just Facebook. And it really is a a matter of, you know, personal just preference. There's so much to unpack there. So many different ways um, a scenario can play out. But really just take the time and just think about how you're showing up and the fact that potentially this could be something that won't go away. Even after you delete the tweet, (laughs) right? Screenshots. Screenshots are real. Listen, I'm the queen of screenshots. Just ask my husband. I'm like, you didn't say that? Wait, let me check. (laughs) Let's check the records. Yeah, yeah. 
I screenshot stuff and send it to my sister every day, all day. Yes. It's like, oh my God, girl, did you see this? And because something I often tell people is when in doubt, make sure you go to HR and your your their human resources and you're yeah. aware of what your organization's social media policy is. Um, because a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. And then it also what I appreciate that you you're emphasizing is be clear on your goals and objectives. Yes. Because if you're trying to become an executive in a financial services company, that's a more conservative industry. Mm-hmm. And so you may want to avoid making posts that are political or you know right. your use of profanity. But if you're someone who's like an interior design or marketing, that might be a little bit more laid back and you're with a small boutique agency and they really encourage you mm-hmm. to be real and embrace your, your personality and, and be honest about what your values and, and, and interests are, then you might be able to get away with that a little bit more. And so that's why I appreciate that you emphasize understanding what your brand and strategy is because that impacts everything. Absolutely. Where you're trying to go will impact what you get to do. And it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get to do whatever you want to do, but you need to be aware <laughs> what the potential consequences are because even with privacy settings, I'm telling you, I'm mm-hmm. the queen of screen sh- screenshots. <laughs> yes. And I get a lot of screenshots. Mm-hmm. Nothing is secret. And I've heard stories of people saying something got back to my job because of this, this. If you don't want it to get back or get out, don't even put it online. And so I know a lot of people who only have a LinkedIn account. And mm-hmm. their LinkedIn account is strictly for them to put their professional information and they don't engage in anything because LinkedIn is getting a little, it's kind of transitioning a little bit. And we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I've seen some stuff on LinkedIn uh, too. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you have to not just be mindful about what you post, but what you like. Yes. Because all of those things are, are records and you don't know who may see that and depending on where you're trying to go, mm-hmm. you know, it may just be as simple as I don't necessarily want people to know my position on things. Right. That could be a very great strategy that you don't necessarily want them to know your political leanings or what your interests are outside of the professional setting. Yeah, there's there's so many blurred lines. I feel on one hand, it's a good thing that yeah. we are more comfortable just sharing a little bit about ourselves. Like I love seeing the inspirational posts on LinkedIn, whether it's, you know, someone who overcome, who've overcome cancer or, you know, a new, you know, birth of a child, things like that. But then, you know, especially in the past mm, eight years, I've seen a lot of like (laughs) politically charged content. And I'm like, whoa. And even from people, and as much as I love LinkedIn, people on my, who I'm connected with. And so I had to make that decision. Like, I found some things very offensive, very inappropriate. And it's, I really had to make that decision and just, you know, disassociate myself, you know, from certain people because, mm-hmm. you know, there used to be a time where you re- would keep your um, political, you know, opinion, yeah. your professional life very separate. And there's a reason why. And I'm like, uh, yeah, this is, it's, it's really, really sticky. It can be really sticky. Yeah, mm-hmm. it absolutely is. And I think, you know, when I think about it in the context of a lot of the things that that's happening and have been happening in this in this country, you know, for black people mm-hmm. in particular, you know, I have some amazing people that I'm close to who are in the diversity and inclusion and equity space. 
And, you know, they really emphasize, you know, we can't talk about workplace matters and, and things related to career without uh, acknowledging the inequities that women face, mm -hmm. that Black people and the other, you know, marginalized communities and excluded communities, historically excluded communities face. Yeah. And I'm like, that's absolutely true. You know, but you also get to choose what, like you've emphasized, you get to design what yes. you want your platform to look like. And even as a Black woman, you know, I can choose to share, like, I, my policy in general is I went through a phase where I was, like, really angry. And I didn't on LinkedIn. I would do it on my personal Facebook. I think I all of us have. It's like, you need to and you go through a phase where you're like really angry. And so I would share, like, you see what happened now? You see this? You see that? Right, right. And I'm very involved in, like, voter initiatives and stuff like that. But then I got tired. I think I just got, like, so tired. And I was like, who am I doing this for? Because other Black people know this pain, and I think it's almost re-traumatizing us to constantly look at this, or it's re-traumatizing me. Mm -hmm. And so I don't share it on my social media the way that I used to. And, and to be honest, I generally don't even read about all the things intentionally. So yeah. of course I hear what's happening, but I have to separate that from my own mental and emotional wellness. Right. And so that's my separation. But I know that for some people, because this is their passion, this is their work to educate people. Because we're not educating Black people about what's happening to Black people. Right. We're educating everybody else. It's the others. We're, and, and that's exhausting you know, work right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's above me. Yeah, yeah. That's above me. I ain't educating anybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's not my calling to educate on that. Mm -hmm. um, so I leave it to those. Um, but I can do it in my own way by by having you in this platform to be able to showcase Black professionals and talk about how things specifically kind of impact us in our community. But I think we have to be really clear on, and that's what I like that you said earlier, you've got to really think about how you want to present yourself and how you want to show up and try to be consistent. Because yes, your personal social media is your personal social media, but if you're on there every day, ranting and raving hey yeah. somebody could screenshot it and even though you only talk about you know all the how your company's hitting all their objectives and metrics on linkedin the other side of it can come out mm -hmm. that you're doing on social media on your facebook and instagram side right so you have to just be mindful of that and decide right can this hurt me or am i good with whatever right what's the goal and it, what you said reminded me of two things i have a really close friend who's a um she's a coach and a psychologist and her theory is people go to social media to vent and they really need therapy like because we've been traumatized which i know is not directly related to this but i think what happens is we're just so used to venting just getting on the phone and but yeah. really it's like you said, almost re-traumatizing. So now you have other people who are seeing that and it's triggering them. Um, and the other yeah. thing was, regardless of whether or not you choose to believe it, like everyone has a personal brand, right? There, it, while it's not something that you can build on your own because it's not really based on anything you can think of in your head, it, there really are things that you can do to help, you know, shape and give um, some context to your personal brand. And I think that's where people go wrong. I think, you know, 
like, okay, now I want to make this next career move. So now let me focus on LinkedIn. And I'm like, you should have been working on this, you know, all along. So it really just spoke to those two points for me and that social media for a lot of people is just a place to vent. And like I said, it's totally um, okay if you want to do that, but you have to think about the, the, the rollout, the fall or the fallout rather from that. And the fact that you already have a brand. So why not take advantage of it basically? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a wonderful segue to, to talk about LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So LinkedIn is, is traditionally billed as the social networking site for professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, so who needs to be on LinkedIn and why? Very good question. I had someone, <laughs> a family member tell me, I'm not looking for a job. This is just a few months, months ago. I'm not looking for a job. So I'm like LinkedIn is not just for people who are looking for a job. It's for if you're happy at your job and you want to, you know, again, build your thought leadership, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're looking for, you know, volunteer opportunities, just general networking opportunities. I mean, LinkedIn is about networking. So I think everyone needs a LinkedIn profile. And like I said, at some point, whether you work a nine to five or you have your own business, someone's going to look you up. And so the great thing about LinkedIn is that it helps with SEO right? Search engine optimization. Because not only are you able to um, populate your profile and optimize it, right? With the right types of content for your prospects. But now you can say, these are the things just like you would on your personal social media. These are the things that I am a thought leader and expert in. You know, this is my niche and I'm going to showcase all of my talents and give my professional opinion. So it's essentially the same thing that people do on Facebook all day long, all the all the no tips I like to call, <laughs> like to call them, right? I'm like, okay, everyone's an expert, but like everyone is is an expert on yeah. LinkedIn, right? So think about yeah that thing that you're good at, you know, pairing it with your. I told you I like the joke. <laughs> I'm telling you, all these Facebook experts. So you're yes. right. We're talking about LinkedIn for professionals. Now, y'all, y'all got so many chemists and like experts, like in everyone's everything. Everyone's a scientist. Yes. Everything. <laughs> Biologists. Yeah. All these people on Facebook. Yes. And the companies are saying they're having issues finding people. They're, they're not in the right No, place. they're not. Clearly, <laughs> they've missed a whole like population of people who, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, great. Um, the great thing about LinkedIn is that you can connect with anyone, whether it's nonprofit organization. I had one client who, um, she's a corporate, um, she's a travel concierge. So she was looking to connect with more corporate clients, and so we did our strategy session. And now she's building building her thought leadership in that particular area and getting the attention of of corporate clients there. So I mean. Is not just for people who work a nine to five, looking for a job. It's really if you're looking to network with other professionals who are looking for someone with your expertise, even if it's in a volunteer capacity or, you know, it's a great place to get, you know, leads for speaking engagements, right? Um, some very interesting stats about LinkedIn. Three people are hired every minute. Hired. Like, nope. Oh no interview. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the entrepreneurial side, you know, businesses who post once a once a week, just once a week, and you know, some businesses post five times a day, but those businesses see twice the engagement from their prospects on LinkedIn. So, 
um, another client of mine in my program, she's a life coach. And so she's targeting, you know, corporate trainers, you know, really helping basically working professionals heal from workplace trauma. Um, and so she's been able to tap into that market there on LinkedIn. So I always tell people don't, don't sleep. I, you know, I love Instagram. I love TikTok. I love Twitter. I love Facebook, but like you can literally get some serious traction on, on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it's the easiest way to expand your network. You know, mm. I, one of the things that I've done in the past when I've been trying to find people for particular projects is I will look at the people, what do we call it? Connections. That's what we call them on LinkedIn, uh -huh. don't we? I, I don't even call them something different. So I'm like, are they followers? No, I yeah, think they're connections they followers on LinkedIn. And connections. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause I do follow some people. You're connected with people you actually know. And you can follow people because yeah. Facebook has that too. You've got friends and followers. Mm -hmm. um, but on LinkedIn, I guess with the people that I'm connected with, because then I can actually see who they're also connected with. And so if I've been trying to get introduced to somebody yeah. that I don't have a direct line mm -hmm. to, I can see who I do have a direct line to and say, hey, can you make this introduction? And so it's really, it really expands your, your resources. Because if you're interested in getting information, like doing an informational interview with somebody to talk about potential opportunities in a, in a certain field or at a certain organization, you can go on LinkedIn and see who you know that yeah, knows them. I literally just told someone that last week, like, just see who you, like, everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. So even if you don't have a direct connection at go. that company, you need to be led. That's what networking is. That's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. Another stat I, I had come across was that for each new connection on LinkedIn, you're now introduced on average to another 400 people, 400 people that you don't know. And so when I hear people say, and this is on social media in general, I hear people say, well, so-and-so sent me, this person sent me a request. I don't know them. I'm like, I network with strangers. I, 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 I'm okay with the people who are in my circle, but yes, I always am looking to connect with new people. That's what keeps it keeps the momentum going yeah yeah and that's what social media is it's social it's like, you <laughs> it's, know, like... it's social and especially <laughs> like linkedin like your facebook i can get it you know especially if you're showing pictures like of your right. kids and things like that you might want to keep that circle mm -hmm. smaller but on linkedin i have a couple of friends who are, are like that too they're like i'm not linkedin friends with anybody i don't well, know why are you here what's the goal i'm on there to stand, but yeah <laughs> i mean they not I'm not telling them the personal things. I mean, first of all, I'm not telling anybody on any social media about personal things mm -hmm. that I don't care if it's a screenshot. <laughs> but yeah, LinkedIn, that's what I'm there for to expand yeah, my network. Yeah. So, There's a saying in my coaching circle, yeah. we call it OPP, other people's people. Like, I like that. <laughs> I'm trying to leverage someone else's audience, somebody else's stage, platform. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. essentially what networking is is and it's not to say you can't make progress um with your own circle but networking the smart way is really going to just catapult <laughs> you know all your efforts so i'm like yeah that's that's the way to go and plus it's just yeah. fun meeting new people you know <laughs> it is it yeah. absolutely is and thankfully linkedin isn't doesn't have the spammy issues that you see like on instagram yeah. or facebook it's like what are those 
I, who are they sell those crypto coin oh. people? Like they send you a gazillion request on Instagram and Facebook. I haven't seen that on on LinkedIn. Not yet. yet. There are some spammy people on LinkedIn, and I think that's because, unfortunately, a lot of entrepreneurs are just taught how to just go right to the pitch. Like you're sending yeah. someone a connection request without a personal note to say, right. Hey, I see we have this in common. Like it's really about building a relationship and you can always tell when someone's like, do you need help with your branding? And I'm like, you did not read my profile at all. You just did. You just copied and pasted. So it's really, they're asking the brand. Right, right. I'm just right? like, you didn't even look at the header. Forget reading the rest of the page. You didn't even look at the, you know, yeah. the top. So yeah, it's, you know, really about building connections. And even if it's not um, a case where you can sell to the person, and I say sell because what I have to offer is helping someone, but it's about, again, their networking comes in many different forms. So it's not just by way of a sale. And so, yeah, I think, but LinkedIn is also picking up on that. It knows when someone is copying and pasting messages. And so if you do mm. that enough, it's going to be like, wait a minute, you're just, whether it's to your contacts or to people that you're not necessarily yeah. connected with. So, I mean, it's, it definitely mm -hmm. is one of the, the more um, proactive platforms when it comes to being like really spammy. Yeah. Good. Well, that's what you're <laughs> What? <laughs> What are some of the top three LinkedIn mistakes that people make? Hmm. And it doesn't have to be three, but what are some of the top, top LinkedIn mistakes? mistakes? I'm going to say a boring title, like Dion Watts Williams, accountant. Just like, you have so much, there's so much opportunity because you're so much more than your title. I always say that. So, you know, your title, your, oh, this is a big one. You have too much or too little information on your LinkedIn profile. I think it's that perfect balance. So, you know, of having like the right information and the right amount of information. Sometimes I go to someone's LinkedIn profile and it's like tumbleweeds. Like you didn't, you just opened up an account and just left it. Um, and then other times you have people who copy and paste it their resume or just put a whole dissertation I mean, either way, it's going to be a snooze fest. It's just like, you're not really getting anyone's attention yeah. because it's still an, an online platform. So you want to think about, you know, the attention span, you know, I think you have a good seven seconds at best to get the attention of someone who comes to your LinkedIn profile. So really having that balance. Um, I would also say not appealing to your prospects visually. Right. So a lot of people want to hide their face on social media, put a nice headshot yeah. up, do something with that, that header image space. Right. If, you, if you're an entrepreneur, promote an event. If you're, you know, a corporate climber, maybe put a picture of yourself in your element, like doing what you love. There's so many things, you know, people not letting other people do the bragging for them, getting those, those, uh, what do you call them, recommendations or endorsements like there's so many missed opportunities on linkedin so those are like a few off the top of my head though <laughs> yeah and so you have all of these gems for people on their brand mm -hmm. strategy and which includes their linkedin profile and so i want to talk about what do you do as the brand messaging right, right. maven okay so Maven. I thought of, I said, what can I call myself? I know brand messaging is communicating your brand, 
right? So messaging is whether it's written, whether it's, you know, verbal, um, also like positioning, right? A lot of people have the right content, but it's falling on deaf ears because they're not speaking to the right audience. Or they might be speaking to the right audience, but their content sucks. <laughs> so my job is to, you know, a maven is just an expert connoisseur. And so my job is to really help both entrepreneurs and corporate climbers come out of professional obscurity, right? Um, I know what it's like to be in a job where you feel like you need to settle for less, right? And so my mission is to help people avoid that, really just using, you know, my backgrounds in PR and communications, using my writing skills to help my clients become more comfortable sharing their stories, right? Sharing what, what makes them unique to the right prospects. Um, and yeah, just not being professionally aligned, it can affect other areas um, of your life. And I could talk for like an hour just about my story alone, but it's just really important to me to help my clients understand that they have a voice, they have something unique to offer. Um, you know, I deal with so much, um, so many mindset issues around imposter syndrome, which is really big, feeling like you're not good enough, like you need another credential. And, you know, they need to know they don't have to sacrifice fulfillment just for an income. Like you can, you don't, you can have it all. You don't have to choose. You can do both. So that is, um, in summary, what I do as the brand messaging maven. Yeah. Uh and what are some of the services and programs that you offer? So, wow, let's see. So my signature programs, I offer one is the It Factor Intensive. It's my four-week uh, personal branding training. It's for corporate climbers, for entrepreneurs. And we really work within 30 days to help improve your visibility, your credibility, um, help you become positioned as the expert in your career, your business, your industry. Um, so that you can hone in on and monetize your it factor. Your it factor is the only the thing that only you can do really, really well. And yeah, that's really a group coaching program. I'm with you all the way doing a, a specific set of, you know, exercises. And um, we also offer done for you, you know, services on top of that. Uh, secondly, I offer VIP experiences. And these are really for... I would say busy entrepreneurs who want to stop doing all the things, you know, themselves or, yeah. and just really operate in their zone of genius. Um, also for the corporate climber who is really tired of being the smartest one in the room, but no one knows it. Like, I know what it's like to be in corporate America. Yeah, Ooh, like you're the best that. kept secret. No one wants to, what, what is, what is the yes, appeal like of being that. the best kept secret? <laughs> So I, you know, I really work with people who are, they know they want to do more in terms of visibility and they want to show up in their zone of genius. So with the VIP experience, you know, we work one-on-one, -on -one, one -on -one. we do a brand discovery session where I totally pick your brain. I mean, but the best thing about it is that my clients just show up and then I do all the work. So it's asking you about your goals, what makes you unique, um, your particular skill sets, where do you see your life like 20 years from now? A lot of people don't take the time to, to flush that out. And then based on, you know, all the series of questions that I ask, I really just build a suite of content, right? So it could be your resume, your LinkedIn profile, um, your elevator pitch, your bio, your website content, um, I've done a lot of media kits, speaker sheets, things of that nature, 
And then also with that experience, I develop a three-month brand strategy plan. So even after our time together, you'll know how to use the tools, <laughs> like what you should be doing, when should, you should be right. doing them, um, tons of resources. I also offer like one-on-one -on -one support um, for three weeks after that day. And I also have, oh, geez, that was a lot, wasn't it? So <laughs> I also <laughs> offer, it's the It Factor Accelerator. So that's more, that's like the It Factor Intensive on steroids. So this is for people who are really more established, you know, have, a, have an established personal brand and they're looking for the accountability to really catapult their thought leadership um, part of their, their career or their business. So we do mock interviews, mock sales calls, really working on the implementation of what was picked up in the intensive. So a lot of, you know, my clients struggle with like knowing what to say, how do you own the room? How do you network strategically? That's a really big one. Like, how do you know what professional organizations to join? How do you know what's a quality contact? Um, it's a very high touch program. Um, applications are required for that because, you know, it's for people who are a little bit more established. Um, and then, you know, speaking engagement. So workshops, seminars, uh, keynotes. I can talk about, of course, LinkedIn personal branding basics, landing your dream career, pitching yourself, you know, to um, organizations or events for speaking engagements or even to the media. So those are just a few, a few of the main ways that, you know, people can, can work with me. Yeah. Wonderful. And so what is your, your website, social media information? Sure. So, so the website you? is work with Dion.com, D-I-O-N-N-E. And you can also find me at Work With Dion on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. LinkedIn, I still have my personal page, but it's D Watts Williams on Twitter. Um, I'm not on Twitter, I'm sorry, on LinkedIn. I'm actually working with my, I have a LinkedIn ads person that I'm starting to work with. And so we're making the transition from a profile to a page, really weighing those options. But yeah, if you just search for me there, um, I'll come up and I love answering questions. People DM me all the time and I just love connecting with people. So, yeah. Wonderful. And so I'll have all of those links in the description box, both on YouTube and on the podcast apps. Um, so before we wrap up, you had alluded to your personal <laughs> journey. And so before, before we wrap up, because right. I'm always really interested in people's personal stories, because I think we all have testimonies that can inspire mm. at least one other person. And so if you could think about one part of your personal journey that kind of helped you or inspired you to hone in on your personal brand or helped you strengthen your personal brand, oh, wow. like what would that be? So, And that's a random No, that's I'm perfectly fine. And <laughs> I've, asked this, I've told this story and I, I feel comfortable now I, it used to make me cry because, okay. you know, it, it hits home. But I, I also realized that, like you said, people need to hear it because not everyone, I'm not alone. So there are other people who are struggling with that. Um, so I was in what I thought was a really good job with benefits, right? Six figures, corner office. I had my, I had an assistant. My assistant had an assistant. I was like, this is it. I have arrived. <laughs> And so, um, unfortunately, yeah. it was a situation where, as a Black woman in corporate America, 
I don't think I was expected to perform mm -hmm. my duties. It was like, oh, we can check two boxes. <laughs> right. And so the needle always moved for me. Yeah. I could never, you know, satisfy, you know, the higher ups. And I knew I did good work. I had been in my career for years, maybe a decade prior to then. And so really just at the point where I was the first one to show up at work, the last one to leave, I would mm -hmm. actually, I, um, eventually I, I developed ulcers from the stress of the job. And so, um, my son is now eight months, uh, eight months, he's eight years old, but I showed up when I was pregnant with him, maybe like five months pregnant and called into a meeting and I was let go after like pouring everything into this job. I mean, it was, I was already emotional, right? Baby on the way. Yeah. Like, no, thank God my okay. husband, you know, he had st steady employment at the time, but it was really just a blow to my ego. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, you know, I thought I had a good, a good job. I thought I was doing, you know, the, a really good job considering the circumstances. And I couldn't even retrieve my things from the office. I said, this is how you guys are treated. <laughs> like it was horrible but it was such a beautiful moment at the same time so you know fast forward you know being home with my son for like the first year of his life I used that time to just you know tap into like the gifts that God gave me like I'm like you gave me these gifts God like what is why is this happening and really that imposter syndrome started to kick in you know not thinking you're good enough yeah. taking on um um, other people's opinions as gospel. And so I had been consulting prior and during my time there. Um, and so I started just doing that, you know, picking up more clients on the consulting side. And I found myself working with women who had the same issues. So it became not just about making you look good on paper, because I'm such a good writer. I can write with my eyes closed up. Like, it's just a natural gift to me. And I enjoyed it. But it was like there was a deeper need. Um, and what I what I realized was even though I was giving people the things, right, the, the assets, people didn't know what to do with them. They still struggled with like, you know, confidence. And the biggest piece of feedback I would get back from people was like, oh, my gosh, is this me? And I'm like, sis, that's you on paper. Like, you're the talent. Like, you're good. Like, you know. And so I said, there's there's something here. Like, and so I really just developed a passion for that. And so whether it's in your business, mm -hmm. like feeling like you need to work with just any client, whether it's in your career, feeling like you need to just chase the salary. And it's like, no, you can, nothing is worth your peace of mind, your, <laughs> your, your mental health, your physical mm -hmm. health. I was physically ill. And so I just made it my purpose and that's when it came all together I, I think it was already my purpose and maybe that was the reason but like no there's something here I was put here to do this so um yeah I've been consulting for about almost 15 years at this point um and it's just really been a blessing I cry with my clients we laugh they become my friends you know we build community yeah. and so I just feel like this is like the best feeling to be aligned and loving what you do and it doesn't feel like work the money don't hurt but <laughs> it feels great like you know to really like wake yeah. up every day and just <laughs> be able to pour into to other people that way so yeah <laughs> I love it Thank you. It. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you. And 
It's just, you know, your testimony is an illustration of sometimes rejections are our blessings. You know, we get pushed out of our comfort zone and it's like choices you never would have made. Had you yeah, got to stay in a comfortable space. It was something about hitting <laughs> my rock bottom. I was like, oh, the devil's a liar. I was like, this is this this yeah. is not happening. And so you get that, yeah. you get that little backbone yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. So I feel yeah. like that was the push that I needed. I don't know if yeah. I would be doing what I'm doing today. Even though as a child, I was always a good writer. And that's a whole nother thing with anxiety. And I had a speech impediment yeah. and all of that stuff but like if that professional experience didn't happen i'm like it just it just worked out <laughs> so yeah yeah that's amazing <laughs> yay you that's that's what i love i get to meet all these mm. amazing women who just inspire me Aww. and encourage me like every day and everything you just said was what i need, really need, needed to hear this week See, so, this is great you that so and i'm Child, not yeah i I'm just went to a retreat i just went to a retreat this weekend and i told my coach you will i'm sending you a bill for my makeup because you, you're not going to have me she's like no <laughs> you know you're you know you're the cry baby of the group i'm like that's true but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's but you're not alone you're yeah, not alone at all it's okay <laughs> yeah it's okay <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to leave the audience um, with? Let's see, my up? biggest piece of advice for the audience is just trust your trust yourself. Trust your natural gifts, talents. You are enough, you know. Don't you don't need to tr- chase another um degree or credential or a certification. I have to shake my clients sometimes like if you don't sit down and just sit in your greatness like yeah like not no one else on this earth has your it factor like that is everyone was born with that thing that you can do that is a natural god-given talent so embrace that and and stand firm in that yeah thank you for that yeah i've been chatting (laughs) with miss dion watts williams everyone all of her information will be in the description box um so please make sure you follow her on social media if you are looking to just get some insights on how to better leverage your skill set and you don't have the words because a lot of us struggle with writing um, if and how to communicate how great we are. If you just need somebody to help you get some insights, you definitely want to reach out to her. Um, so yes. thank you so much for chatting with me today. Um, y'all. Thanks so much, Charlene. I really appreciate it. Oh, you are welcome. <laughs> and this is a She Confidential podcast. Make sure you are subscribed either on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss the conversations that you need to live your very best life. Uh, so until next time. Hey, hey.